Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. For the next half hour, I just ask you, please don't touch the dial. We're going to talk about a difficult subject that people don't want to hear about, but we need to hear about it. We're going to talk about the state of abortion in America and why Christians need to take a stand for the unborn. In recent months, you've seen the state of New York uh, legalize abortion right up to the moment of delivery. You've got the governor of Virginia saying that after the baby's born, you can sit and let it die. So these are dire days for America. I want to introduce to you Brian Gibson of Pro-Life Action Ministry. Welcome, Brian. Good to be on the show with yep. you. And Brian is, is the person that uh, helps stand in front of abortion clinics and they pray for people as they go in the door. They try to hand the woman or the couple literature, please don't kill your baby. It's quite a ministry they have. But Brian's also an expert. So we're gonna talk about the state of abortion in America. And I urge you, please listen to every word. So Brian, uh, you're a Catholic, I'm a Lutheran. Yes. The Catholic governor of New York, Cuomo, s signs in celebration that they're going to have abortions now right up to the moment of delivery. Uh, you've got Nancy Pelosi, who says she's a Catholic, running the Senate, very pro-abortion rights. Now, I'm a Lutheran. I left the ELCA Lutheran Church because they pay for abortions right. with offering dollars. All right, so what? I mean, the, the, what's tragic is you've got... Christian denominations endorsing this stuff. So let's talk about first the Catholic side. Okay. Can Cuomo get communion in the Catholic Church? Can Nancy Pelosi take communion? Well, in the case, well, let's take each one separately because they're somewhat different. And, and I'll take it one big step backwards. Because somebody says they're Catholic doesn't mean that they are practicing Amen. the faith. And the Catholic Church teaching on abortion has been crystal clear. Yes forever yes <laughs> so so it's like okay uh it, it's always wrong under all circumstances to abort a baby okay. that that's catholic basic catholic teaching it's always wrong so for nancy pelosi to say that she's a faith-filled catholic is not true it just simply is not true uh should she be able to receive communion no she should not uh, the the conditions for receiving communion are very clear and a person as what we call mortal sin, somebody in a state of mortal sin, cannot be going and presenting themselves to receive communion. Okay. Um, and so Nancy Pelosi, by virtue of advocating for the killing of the innocent children, mm -hmm. uh, her longstanding in this, work in this area, in my opinion, violates that and puts it, her in a state of, of sin that does not allow her to receive communion. To your knowledge, does she get communion? I don't know. What about I don't know her. I don't know. Governor now, Cuomo says he's a Christ, uh, Catholic Christian. Right. Do, uh, Governor Cuomo is another case where he is self-excommunicated in essence. He does not present himself for communion. Oh, okay. Uh, and nor do I believe he presents himself for other sacraments as well. Okay. So, so he's a nominal so, Catholic. Well, if, that. If, if you would even call him Catholic at all at that point, it's, it's like, yes, he was baptized as a Catholic as a child, right. but he's not living it in any way, shape, or form. And now let me talk about the Lutherans. If, if you are an ELCA Lutheran, 
your money that you put in the plate can go to pay for abortion for any reason in the ELCA health care plan. It's one of the big reasons my church and I left years ago to get out of the ELCA because they refused to change that. So join the Missouri Synod Lutherans, <laughs> join the uh, Free Lutherans, but I wouldn't give money to the ELCA and I wouldn't uh, per participate. Yeah. All right, next. Brian, yes. can you explain what the decision was in New York State? Yeah, actually, I'll tell you. I had one huge surprise with the, the passage of the law in New York, in the state of New York. And that surprise was that abortion already wasn't legal all nine months. Oh, okay. As it is in most states in the United States. Okay. Here? In Minnesota? In Minnesota, yes, absolutely. You can all, abort a baby at eight months in yes, Minnesota? Yes, yes. It's legal to abort children all the way up to birth oh. in, in Minnesota. That was what Roe versus Wade, Dovey uh, Dove Bolton gave us in 1973, across the board in all 50 states. The reason why New York uh, wasn't legal until recently through all nine months is that they passed their abortion laws before Roe versus Wade. Uh -huh. And when Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973, they did allow states to limit abortion after what was called viability. After, okay. And that was the point in which New York State had already passed legislation allowing abortion pre-viability. So that's, so that's, that's, that's the distinction there. It. Right. The real thing that was horrific with the passage of this law uh, in New York uh, it, it was a celebration. And the applauding of it. Th that was oh, it was so, so offensive. And so wait a minute though, aren't there states where it is illegal to do an abortion after a certain number of months? Yes, there is now. Oh, okay. and, and what happened was in the early years after Roe versus Wade, the U.S. Supreme Court virtually was turning down any state legislation that was coming forward that would limit anything about abortion whatsoever. We, we passed Minnesota passed the first laws that would uh, regulate the abortion facilities. The, the courts turned it down. Uh, we passed the first laws on, on several other items, including we had one that was not post-viability, but we called it post-potential viability. And so that was set at 20 weeks. Well, that was too soon, so it was turned down by the courts. Are some of um, these getting through now? They are now. Okay. M many of them are now. In fact, some states, well, many states have passed post-viability bans on abortion now uh, since then. Uh, states have also gone so far as to pass uh, uh, legislation that would limit abortion, uh, types of abortion. So we got one that what is called the partial birth abortion was made illegal in several states and then nationwide by Congress uh, in the 1990s. Okay. So, so we have that. Uh, so is, po is partial birth abortion illegal nationwide? It is. It is right. illegal nationwide. That type of abortion, it doesn't limit abortion by gestational age, it limits by a type of abortion procedure. Well, and I don't want to get too political, but it's the Democratic uh, governors that are being very pro-abortion. Explain the governor of Virginia and what he wants. Well, the governor of Virginia, following suit after Cuomo and, and uh, the state of New York passed their, their legislation, also was calling for passage of a legislation that would enshrine abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. And even if the baby were born alive in the process of an abortion, that baby does not have a right to be alive, Isn't according that to his That's his infanticide. Idea. That's clearly infanticide. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the good news is, is that the state legislature in Virginia did not push right. that legislation and I don't forward. know if you saw it, Brian. Months ago when this whole New York thing was in the news, did you see the editorial cartoon of a stork carrying a baby in its beak over and it says, hang on, kid, we're flying over New York. Yeah, be careful. 
All right, um, let's talk about this. Um, you are a part of the Pro-Life Action Ministries, and I've done this with you on a few occasions. It's very hard to go in front of an abortion clinic and to lovingly, you don't yell, you're not saying you're going to hell. The, the, the opposition likes to make you look like a jerk, yeah. but you lovingly pray for people <clears throat> and you hand them literature and stuff. Um, do you see people ever turning around? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Tell We've, me a story or two. Okay, um, let me give you just yeah, give just, me the facts. just very recently. Very recently, this happened while I was sidewalk counseling. We call it sidewalk counseling. These are trained individuals who are doing what you're talking about, where we are reaching out to the women and the men who are coming for scheduled abortion appointments. And um, I was out sidewalk counseling one Wednesday morning recently, and uh, the the young woman came back out. Uh, she had walked in, which is very rare at the location I'm at. She had walked out, and she walked by me, so I started to engage her in conversation. Had tried to as she went, and she took my literature going in, but she didn't really talk to me. On the way out, though, she stops and says, I didn't have it. Hallelujah. And I said, now, wait a minute, you didn't have what? You, were you here for an abortion? She said, yes, I was here for an abortion, and I didn't let the devil have my baby. Wow. That was her response. And then, Wonderful. Of course, I'm trying to give her... We, we have lists of information of all the places she can go to to get any help she needs whatsoever. Okay. okay. So uh, different pro-life agencies, Wonderful. help centers, and so forth. Right. So then I'm giving her all that information Wonderful. so she can get all the Listen, help she needs. God bless you. And uh, yeah. Pro-Life Action Ministries, plam.org. Org. Org. This is a place you want to give your money. I mean, if you don't want to be in front of that abortion clinic like I don't, <laughs> but you want these people to do it, give them your support because they're, they're doing a wonderful work. Brian, yeah, but I want them out in front okay, of the abortion. If you want, if you want, to <laughs> I want you out there if with you us. If you want to volunteer, so. plam.org, and they'll they'll get you to Brian Gibson, plam.org. They'll get you. Uh, they'll they'll show you how to do this if you want to be right. part of that. Well, but but we also have you know that's one section of what we do where okay. we train people. Okay to engage the women going in, as, as I was just describing. Mm -hmm. But we also want people out there who are there in prayer. Oh, that's right. That, yeah. that aren't necessarily engaging anyone but God. Yeah. We, you know, you don't even have to have a sign. Right. You don't have, to, all you have to do is stand there and talk to God. Yep, yep, good. You know, in groups, in small groups, by yourself, whatever it is. Come out there and stand there in prayer. Yeah. Uh, and, and we train for that as well. It doesn't take as much, but The absolutely. biggest abortion provider in the country is Planned Parenthood. Yes. And I suppose is that you're in front of their big clinic now? In, is it in St. Paul? Yeah, the one in St. Paul is one of the largest, highest volume Planned Parenthoods in the United States. What do you say to people? Yes, they do abortions, but that's just a tiny bit of what they do. They're doing all kinds of health services for women. Is that true? Um, it, it's, it's a partial minor truth. Well, tell me what's okay. true and what's not. Well, they, they, they do contraceptive work. So they are, they are dispensing birth control to, to women. So they do that, and that's not abortion. Mm -hmm. uh, they do. They will do Pap smears and do. Um, uh, in in doing that, do cervical cancer checks. That's not abortion. That's true. Okay. So it's not. Um, and and they do some other things along those lines. Okay, the, the, that's the mainstay of what they do. They're dispensing contraception and so forth. But all of what they do on that contraceptive work leads toward abortion in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, we're Would you seeing, say 50% of their business is abortion? Uh, I don't know what the percentage okay. of their abortion okay. business is, but yeah. I do know that the majority of their money that they make is from abortion. I see. Okay. So other than donations, the majority of the income comes from 
committing abortions. Have you ever seen an abortionist turn around? Yes, we have. Uh, uh, many times throughout the years. Um, I, there, there was one man, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, John Piper, Dr. John Piper. He taught me uh, Greek at Bethel okay. College. Yeah. Okay, well-known Baptist in the area here and uh, well-known across the country. Um, he and I are, are good friends despite our differences in our, in our denominational backgrounds. Uh, and uh, John, we, we actually invited John to go speak to uh, a man who had been doing abortions many, many years ago. And he sat down with him and had the conversation. The man decided that he would no longer do abortions. Wow. Now, he didn't convert. He didn't okay. at that time okay. that, that I know of. I don't know if he came to Christ. Uh -huh. I'm not sure that he did at all. But the, the influence of that conversation was very powerful and dramatic. And, and a couple of months ago in theaters was a movie called Unplanned. Mm -hmm. And it's about, isn't that about, about an, a, a woman who worked at Planned Parenthood? Yeah, she was the director of that Planned and Parenthood. And she repented and, and did a 180 yes. degree. Yeah. And you might want to get that DVD at the, uh, I don't know where you can get it, but it's a DVD called Unplanned. Have you seen it? I have. I saw Tell the me. movie. It, it's a very powerful movie, uh, very engaging. The, the focus, of course, a heroine in the story in the movie is Abby Johnson, who is this director who ended up leaving Planned Parenthood because of and these are the other heroes of the story, mm -hmm. the people on the sidewalk praying oh. and inter interacting with her. So, and, and the organization in Texas, this was in, in a little town, College Station, Texas, uh, this, this town, the organization was called the Coalition for Life who modeled their organization after Pro-Life Action Ministries. Oh, they did. Okay. And so the, the very things they do there in Texas are the very things that we're still doing uh, at all the abortion facilities in Minnesota and in Central Florida where and we're again, located. God bless so. you, Brian. I've done it a few times with you. It's spiritual warfare Absolutely. to be in front of an abortion clinic. Absolutely. And the, if you just pray and don't, yeah. don't say boo to anybody, it, and, and you, everybody, they don't yell at people. They don't yell, you're going to hell, etc. In, in fact, let's do, there's a lot of people watching the show that have had an abortion. There certainly or, can be. Or they pressured their girlfriend. To right. have an abortion. I've had some involvement. Yep. Yes. And, and yeah. so are there ministries that help people deal with the guilt after the fact? Yes. Well, yes. And tell Absolutely. me about them. Well, th th we call them abortion recovery programs, and there are literally dozens of them that are nationwide uh, programs that are out there uh, and very good. The one that comes to my head first, and is not the only one by any means, but is one of the larger players, is called Rachel's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, again, a very, very good program. You go on a retreat, kind of? Is they, that what they, they, yeah, they kind of do a retreat process. And, you know, I, I think, first of all, the, the first thing I want to say to anybody who may have been involved in abortion in any way, there is hope and there is healing and in Jesus Christ. And there's Christ. And yeah. there absolutely is. And uh, th th there's no reason to be feeling guilt or shame if you're coming to Christ mm -hmm. and you're dealing with this properly. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the abortion recovery programs help delve deep into all that is a part of having been involved in abortion, whether it's a man who, who paid for it or forced or coerced or whatever the case might be, or the woman who actually had the abortion or parents of somebody that, that put, you know, whatever the situation is, um, the, the, the woman, the man, the parents, whatever, can find hope and healing in Christ. And, you know, talk, Absolutely. Talk about Pastor John Piper. I think I heard him preach a sermon once, and the question is, what do you say to someone who has had an abortion? And he says you do two things. He says, number one, you need to feel the sting of what you did. 
It was really wrong. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't think what they did was wrong. They defend it on The View, on television. But he says, no, the first thing you need to admit is what I did was really wrong. But he said the second thing you need to do is come to Christ and know yes. that this sin is forgiven. But we need to say both. So let me ask you this, Brian. But even if you've, yeah. gone, even if you've, you've gone through the process of forgiveness, whatever the, the way you go about doing that, and I'm Catholic, so in the Catholic Church it's going Confess. to be through confession. Yep. Um, and I think you even have, have, have a, confession. You have that as well. But they don't use it but much. They're, they're, well, <laughs> they should. Not, not a lot of Catholics use it as they should either. <laughs> but but uh, also, you know, there's, there are there are those who are from evangelical free and, and other backgrounds where, where you go straight to God and you ask for forgiveness, which is absolutely good and wonderful mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. do as well. But even doing that, the post-aborted person still needs to go deeper with this. Yes, and that's where these recovery programs good. come in. So and it's they called really, Rachel's Vineyard. Rachel's Vineyard is one of, of okay. many, many that okay. are out there. Okay, good. Yes. Um, you know, Brian, uh, just back a little bit to uh, the State of the Union. Now, this show is now seen all over the country, but in Minnesota, when in 1995, the Supreme Court of Minnesota somehow found in our state constitution a right for you to get your abortion paid for by tax dollars, yeah. baloney. But but is that any closer to getting overturned? Um, no. <laughs> just it, it has just, to do with the makeup of the Supreme Court. It has to, well, and the problem is in, in the state of Minnesota is just similar to the issue of trying to overturn Roe v. Wade at the at the federal level at the U.S. Supreme Court is is the the makeup of the court and our court in Minnesota unfortunately has gone the wrong direction over the past decade. So it's gotten more so liberal. It's, it's probably gotten worse. Oh, uh, no. The likelihood of 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 that happening as an overturning is is diminished. But there's other means, other methods of going at it and getting it. the The real key to all of these is the population. It's the populace out there. If we, if just the Christians alone, those who profess Jesus Christ, were to really stand up against abortion, Amen. we could end this. Yes, yes. That, that's the condemnation on the church, yeah. is that we really could have ended this long ago mm -hmm. if we really had stood up. But and, and that again, still needs I'm to gonna, happen. I'm gonna just talk about the liberal Protestant mainline denominations, the Episcopalians, the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the ELCA Lutherans. When you are paying for abortions with offering dollars, well, how can we expect to get the culture to turn around? This is just evil. Um, the, yeah. Do you think, uh, now, now you're a Catholic, let me go back to the Catholics because I just <laughs> talked about the, the, pre the Presbyterians. If Catholics, why do, they, why do Catholics who are pro-life vote for all these mostly democratic pro-choice abortion people? What's going on there? Where's the well, breakdown going on? Well, it, it, define pro-life, Catholics who are pro-life. Because just because, again, we, you already talked about two well-known political figures who claim Catholicism and they're, really they're, 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 they're very hard to see that they're following it. So, so just like any other church out there, there's, there's levels of true commitment to the faith. Yeah. And uh, the, those who are really faithful Catholics are, are pretty darn good with how they, okay. they approach Let this. Let me ask you this. But it's when you get away from, yeah, okay. and, and, but there are also those who think they're very faithful Catholics, I would say are faithful Catholics, who just don't understand the issues here mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing other issues that they think are very important. They've been told that we need to be concerned about social justice issues that are out there, and they don't see the difference between the horrific nature of abortion that has no point of disputation within the church 
and other issues that we can have disagreements yeah. about how we approach okay. them. All right, let, we would like to think the bishops of the Catholic Church understand Catholic doctrine. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Most do, I would are say. There bishops, are there bishops that are refusing to give communion to pro-abortion rights candidates? Does that ever happen? Uh, politicians, yes, there are. there are. There are some around the country who have done that. After the, the Cuomo thing with the state of New York happened, there were, there were several bishops around the country who said that if he, they, he presents himself yeah. in their diocese, yeah. they, he would, they would refuse him communion. Okay. So that, that, there are some who are saying that at this point. Are the Catholic, I mean, I can tell you that the ELC Lutheran colleges like Augsburg, Gustavus Adolphus, St. Olaf, I would, I would, I'm a Lutheran, I would send no one to those colleges because of how pro-GLBT, pro-choice, pro-universalism and all these false teachings. Are there Catholic churches that have kind of compromised on, excuse me, Catholic colleges that have compromised on this stuff? Uh, yeah, there's, Catholic colleges are, are a whole new story, all by, or another story all by themselves. Uh, unfortunately, many of them are, are are very difficult when it comes to not only abortion but other issues as well. Uh, from time to time, we've had to deal with the University of St. Thomas, which is right in St. Paul, um, and and they do straighten out after a while. But then you know we keep running what, into the issue from it, time to time. I mean, just off the top of your head, if you're a Catholic watching this, I mean, I can tell you where I'd send I'd send people to the University of Northwestern. It's not a Lutheran school, but it's biblical. So I'm there are I you know there are yeah. good biblical schools. What are the more Catholic, truly Catholic, of the Catholic universities? Well, there's, uh, they're they're not in Minnesota, so I'm. <laughs> Where are uh, they? Well, there's there's University of Steubenville, yeah, okay. in, in, you know, in Eastern Ohio. Uh, I think Dallas, University of Dallas in Texas, uh, is is a fairly good college. Uh, there's Christendom College. There's uh, uh, Benedictine College in Kansas. All right, you know, my, they're they're around the country. My they're dad around. was Catholic. He played football for Notre Dame. What's Notre Dame like? Notre Dame is a very difficult place when it comes to the Catholic faith. Is it? Yeah. I remember going there years ago to their beautiful uh, cathedral on campus. I don't know if it's a cathedral. Beautiful big Catholic church. And, and hearing a terrible sermon by the priest that basically uh, you don't need to believe in Christ to be saved. So is that kind of normal for, North, for Notre Dame? Or when you say it's a difficult place, well, what do you mean? Yeah, that that could be. I would say is probably along the lines of okay. normal. Okay, kind of you know we we you know I'm I'm looking at these universities, and these colleges on the abortion issue solely. I mean, if I look at them on their whole faith level, that's another story altogether, and it's not good in most places. Okay, you know the 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 common uh, uh, thing out there is is that if you want your kids to lose their faith, send them to a Catholic college. Mm -hmm. uh, or a of course, it's of course it's not true if it's if it's the right college. And that's right, and you know, say there so. are good Lutheran schools. Yeah. And, right. and it takes a lot of work. You gotta be discerning. You do. You gotta be very discerning yeah. and, and careful and prayerful in what you're doing. What about this, Brian? Uh, somebody's watching this show and they know they need to start being pro-life. Uh, they've never really gotten involved in this issue at all. Do you have any advice for them how to start? Yeah, look for the local organization that's in your area that is actually going out and praying in front of the abortion facilities. Okay. How do they find uh, that Well, go to 40 Days for Life website. Okay. That's a good one to go to because that's all across the United States. Okay. I think the last 40 Days for Life uh, campaign during Lent, there were like 700 cities around or locations around okay. the world, mostly right. in the United States, where these campaigns were going on. So, so um, What about absolutely. this? Let's say someone is watching this program who's pregnant. They've played with the idea of having an abortion. 
What would you say to them? Is there a website you can send them to? What would you say to them? Well, I, go, go to optionline.org, optionline.org. You can find a pregnancy help center near you, a good quality location or good quality center who will take care of you. And that's, that's the first thing I'm going to tell you is there is a wealth of help available. Uh, we, we can help you with whatever yep. the real needs are. Yep. And, and there's never a need to do something so permanent as the aborting of your child for something that's so temporary as your current circumstances that can be alleviated. So, yep. And I would just us say help. if you're pregnant, help. have the baby. If you need to give it up for adoption, okay, but you don't want to live with the fact that you've killed your child the rest of your life. And, and Brian, you know, the, uh, the, I'm on a very liberal clergy Facebook page, and I mean, some of these people are rabidly pro-abortion, and they're pastors. And their line is, all you care about, Tom, is babies before they're born. Once they're born, you don't care about them at all. I think that's their, their way of getting rid of, of the abortion issue. You're pro-birth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're not <laughs> pro-abortion. But once they're born, you don't okay. care. But I don't think Planned Parenthood has anything in place to help women who have their babies, do they? Not at all. It's, it's the not crisis pregnancy group. They, they have nothing in place to help the woman other than have the abortion. Have the abortion. But it's these crisis yeah. pregnancy places that are pro-life right. that help the baby after they're born. Right. And so, I've raised two adopted children, one who was scheduled to be aborted. There you go. Amen. So. Amen. So everybody, Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having And me. if you have a last shot, what do you want to say to the camera there? Uh, come on out, be a part of what we're doing. Uh, get on the sidewalks, pray. Pray, pray, pray. That's what we need to do more than anything else. Pray for an end of... End Take this seriously. This is not a light issue. Do you think with all the Supreme Court stuff, we're closer to overthrowing Roe versus Wade? We're closer, but we still have a long way to okay. go. Okay, and even if yeah. they do overthrow it... Then the we state, have a very long way to state go. State by state yes. by state, it can right. still be legal. Right. So uh, thanks, Brian, for your work. Everybody, uh, we're on the air because of God's provision through you. And uh, we want to ask you to keep praying for the pastor study. If the Lord nudges you to support us, you'll see an, an, a website at the end of the show. You'll also see a, uh, uh, an, an address that you can send to. And if you know someone that really needs to see this specific program, all of our TV shows are at our website for free at pastorstudy.org. So if, if you or a loved one is considering abortion or whatever, go to pastorstudy.org, look at the sh uh, program that's on, on abortion, and we'd love to uh, help you that way. Let me quickly close in prayer. Father, we do want to pray for anyone that's had an abortion, that you will bring them to know what they have done, but then also to know that through Christ they can be forgiven. And Lord, we want to pray for those that are maybe considering an abortion. Oh Lord, may this show help them know that they need to get that baby life. And Lord, we would just pray all these prayers in the name of Jesus, our only hope. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? 
You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the Pastor's Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.